Friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. Welcome to the podcast that aims to look at discipleship, faith, Jesus, uh, how Jesus impacts the whole of our lives. Uh, for so many of us, discipleship uh, is nothing more than turning up to church, just showing up, uh, and we think that's enough, and it's not. Jesus invites us to not be fans, but followers. People who do the stuff that Jesus did, living out the kingdom uh, that Jesus speaks of. Hey, my name is Chris, Chris Rogers, and I'm your host, Church of England vicar, uh, and on the leadership team of Spring Harvest, the conference, um, love cosplay, love science fiction, uh, love watching TV, that kind of stuff, and absolutely adore Jesus. I fell in love with Jesus at a very young age. I remember at a very young age thinking to myself, I don't really want to be a Christian, but I like this Jesus guy. I like what Jesus has to say. He was so rebellious in what he spoke about. Uh, and I fell in love with Jesus before I fell in love with the church. Now I, I see that you can't love Jesus and not love the church. Uh, so this podcast is about exploring Jesus and the impact he has on our lives. What is he inviting us into? And that process of learning from him, uh, having him speak into our lives, being transformed by him through the work of the Holy Spirit as well, of course. That's discipleship, being apprenticed in the way of Jesus. And uh, in this season we are working through the beatitudes uh the blessed statements found at the beginning of the sermon on the mount and this is episode six in that series uh, so we're gonna be looking at the next beatitude which is blessed are the pure in heart for they will see god and out of all the beatitudes this is where i start to think gosh jesus this now sounds like you're being judgmental like all the religious people again so we're going to explore this one, blessed are the pure in heart. Because it sounds to me like Jesus is saying, hey, blessed are the religious people, for they will see God. That's not what he's saying at all. So welcome to this podcast. Welcome to episode six on the Beatitudes. What I would say is this, look, if you're interested in us continuing to explore uh, chunks of the Sermon on the Mount, then let me know if that's something of interest to you, because... I really want to make sure this this podcast is is kind of scratching your itch, and I love it when you ask me uh, to cover certain topics. So uh, we've got a episode at the end of this Beatitude series with Lou Fellingham where we're going to talk about worship because uh, I've had a beautiful message from some of you saying, "Hey, Chris, can you talk about worship? I want to understand what worship is a little bit more." Uh, so I've got some episodes after the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, of the Beatitudes looking at some other topics as well but if there's something you want us to look at let me know and if you think it, you'd be interested in looking at the Sermon on the Mount in its entirety or chunks of it let me know I'd, I'd love to hear what you think we should be covering next so here we go friends let's jump straight in blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God So, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. See, friends, the first five of these blesseds are, you know, the blessed are the poor in spirit. You know, we talked about when your bucket is empty. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are grieving. You know, you're in the hands of God when you're grieving. You're in a good place grieving when you're in God's hands. Uh, then we looked at, you know, being gentle. Uh, those that are hungering and thirsting for God. So 
all these blessings that they're very much speaking into when you are on your knees when you have run out when the rope has run out you've got nothing left you are now in a place of desperation god will meet you in that place that's what the first five are and now we get to this sixth one and it's like suddenly the beatitudes take us back to the old way of seeing things once again it's like blessed are those who are able you know we've been looking at how jesus said blessed are those that aren't able that aren't capable those that are struggling you are the ones that are in the hands of God. So how can Jesus now be saying, well, actually, blessed are the pure in heart. For they will see God. It's like he's taking us backwards. We're now going back to the old ways of thinking. Once again, these blesseds are those for the ones that are able, those that are sorted, and those that are religiously holy. But could it be that there is more going on in this beatitude than what we can first think on the surface? Because the first reading of it does seem to be, look, if you are pure in heart, if you are religious and you've got it sorted and your, your heart is clean, then you are the ones that will see God, you know, the religiously pure. And I want to argue to you today, that isn't quite what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is speaking into a debate that was happening at that time in the religious communities the religious communities were wrestling through what does it mean to be people of God what does it mean how do we act what does it look like for us to be people of God and I could use numbers of examples for you through in the gospels where Jesus speaks into the religious community and challenges them and I'm just going to pull out a couple uh, that might be really helpful um, but to understand this beatitude we've really got to understand the Pharisees uh, the Pharisees were men of God. They were desperate men who really wanted to honour God with their whole lives. They were not evil people. They were not nasty people. They were just people that were very passionate about what they believed and had taken it to be the letter of the law and therefore were living out uh, their faith in a very religious way you know filled with religiosity you could say and Jesus speaks into this so let's just look at this for a minute in this ongoing debate so in Luke eleven thirty nine, Jesus is speaking he says woe to you you hypocrites a hypocrite comes from the Greek Hippocrates performer on stage any of you out there that uh, perform on stages you you uh, love drama you love acting Oh, well, in Greek theatre, you would wear a mask as you acted. And so a hypocrite is somebody who's performing on a stage wearing a mask. They're not being their full self. So woe to you, you performers on stages. You Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are filled full of greed and wickedness. Now, to explain, there was a, a Jewish practice that believed before you ate a meal you didn't just say the grace you went through a ritual of washing and cleaning the implements that you were about to use so you would pray over the plate you'd play over the dish you would pray over the the cup and with a cloth you would wipe them and it became all about this performance of ritually preparing your plates and what jesus recognized was um they were so careful at cleaning the outside of the cup see what it looked like 
Jesus is using this this practice that they were doing of, of plate washing and bowl washing and cup washing and makes it about them. So woe to you, you performers on the stage, you Pharisees, you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are filled full of greed and wickedness. So yes, you may be doing all these rituals to the letter of the law, you are externally you go to a restaurant before you eat you ask for a for a, uh, a, a cloth and you wash your bowl out in front of everybody to show them that you are pure and holy and that you want nothing that will defile you you're so good at that performance jesus says but recognize this your insides don't match your outsides you pharisees clean the outside of the cup and dish but your insides are filled full of greed and wickedness. So, in other words, your outside life and your inside life are disconnected. You're, you're outside, you look like you're beautifully holy and you're very righteous, but actually inside of your heart is filled full of greed and wickedness. See, the Pharisees were interested in making themselves clean on the outside, but Jesus had noticed that their insides were polluted, friends. This group of religious people had focused so much on the performance of religion that they had missed the subtle distinction that God was looking at their hearts. Now, I talk about discipleship being, uh, discipleship is loving and obeying God with your head, your hands, and your heart. Head, hands, heart. So with their hands, they were doing all the right things. From their heads, they were speaking all the right things, but their hearts were not in the right place. Their hearts were not in a place where they were pure. They were filled full of wickedness and greed. So their hearts were distorted, but their outside lives looked great. So friends, during this Sermon on the Mount, during this line in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is speaking really to the lives of religious people. You and I may well be described as religious people. I don't like the word religion. I struggle with that word, but in the sense that you and I believe in God, and you and I are trying to be like God. We turn up to church. It could be described as religious people. And Jesus on the mount turns to the followers and he pronounces this. Blessed are those who are pure in heart. Friends, Jesus isn't creating a new rule about needing to be holy. He's making a subtle point that the religious are good at making rules to keep you looking holy on the outside. But these have simply complicated things further this religious practices that these pharisees were doing they were so complicated it, it was just tripping people up it was becoming harder and harder and harder to follow god simply because they were just riddling it with more and more rules and regulations and they had a they called this the oral torah now the torah is genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy the first five books of the bible but the jews also had this other torah it was the oral torahs the oral teachings and these were extra teachings that were to try and keep you from breaking the rules and to stop you from breaking the rules they would create more rules and more rules and more rules and jesus isn't looking at the religious practices um, these aren't the things that connect us to God. Jesus understood that these religious practices weren't actually helping us. For Jesus, it was the simplicity uh, of knowing we, we're in the right place when we place ourselves in God's hands and having hearts that are pure and having internal lives that were clean this this internal life 
was actually what God was more interested in. It's not what you do externally that is seen, it's what you do in the quiet of your heart that is more important to God. So the Pharisees were making more and more and more rules, but actually these rules were not changing their lives. It wasn't changing their hearts. What Jesus is interested in is our hearts to be changed. Let me take you to Luke 14, 9 to 14. So this is a parable that Jesus tells. And it's called the parable of the uh, Pharisee, and the tax collector. Now, the Pharisee is the religious man. So culturally, he was seen as the good guy, the religious man. And then you got the tax collector. And now the tax collector was seen as the bad guy. He's the criminal. He's the one who has uh, been working for the Roman Empire. And Jesus says this to some who were confident in their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else. To those people, Jesus told this parable. Two men went to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. So one a religious man, one a non-religious man. Both have gone to the temple to pray. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like these other people, these robbers, these evildoers and these adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all that I get. But a tax collector stood at a distance. It's like he stands at the back of church. Couldn't even look up to heaven. But he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Stands at the back, beats his chest. God, have mercy on me, I'm a sinner. I tell you that this man, says Jesus, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who are humble themselves will be exalted. So Jesus is speaking here again into this whole debate about religiosity. And just because you're religious does not mean you're connected to God. Just because you're religious does not mean your heart is pure. Friends, Jesus is clearly making the case in the Beatitudes that what God requires isn't the performance of a pure external life, but the purity of heart. And this can only come when we confess the reality that we are far off from God. The pure in heart are the ones who say, I am done. I cannot do this. I have fallen short. My life is a mess. It's it's damaged, brokeful, and I'm a broken, and I'm a sinner. And it's that person who is the furthest from God in that moment they realize that actually they're the purest because it's the motive it's the motive of their heart that's the most important religious people may be religious but the motive of their heart it could be sinfulness you could have somebody who's an absolute scumbag but if they know they're a scumbag and they say god and they beat their chest and they say god i'm a sinner help me in being a scumbag they're actually turning out to be the most pure of heart because they know really who they are. They know who they are. And it's the ones who know who they are, they're actually going to be the ones that see God over everybody else. Can I hear like, this? Hallelujah. For those of us that realise that we are sinners, in this place, in our sinfulness, we realise that actually God is the one that we need and it's that that makes the pure of heart it's the motive behind it so blessed are those who realize they have faith in god 
And this isn't a performance, but is a willingness to announce ourselves as unclean so that he can make us clean. The pure in heart are the ones who realize they can say, look, I am a scumbag. Yes, I am a sinner. Yes, I am somebody who's fallen short. It's those that can honestly say that that are the ones who are the purest of heart. So in fact, the greatest sinners who say, I'm a sinner, are the purest in heart. And those that maybe are nice people, people who, you know, they're not too bad. If they cannot say, I'm a sinner, then they're actually the furthest from God. So it's not about being nice. It's about the reality of acknowledging our fallenness. Strangely, friends, those who are pure in heart aren't the ones who perform well, but are those who know their performance has failed. Jesus is pronouncing that the non-religious, the tax collector, well, he's the one in the kingdom is blessed. Jesus' kingdom is upside down. All the wrong people get blessed in this kingdom. Uh, It's our desire to purify our hearts, deal with our secret sins, the whispers of our souls, the dark places. Only God in that place where we go, I'm I'm a mess, only God can come and help us. It's the ones who realise they have utterly fallen short. So, blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are those who are humble enough to recognize that they're a mess, that they're a sinner. Now they are the ones who will see God. That's what Jesus is saying here. Not the most religious, not the most devout, holy, but actually the ones that have just fallen to the floor and said, I am done. I am done. To them, they will be seen as the pure in heart. So the pure in heart, friends, let's just really make this clear. Who are the pure in heart? The pure in heart are the ones whose motives are clean. I'm doing this because I've got nothing else left. Their intentions aren't manipulative. Their inner life and their outer life are the same. Uh, The interesting thing about the pure in heart, you know, their outer life may be a mess and their inner life may be a mess, but they're able to honestly say, I am a mess. That becomes the purity part. Now, what we're aiming for is our outside and inside lives to be good and living out the life that Jesus wants for us but we've got to be careful that the pure in heart bit isn't tied up with what we do it's tied up with this this release of I am stuffed it's that moment of confession that makes the pure in heart not all the rules that you have done well and this is where there's a different there's a difference here so it's the people that have stopped the performance they're honest with their mess they realize they need help and they've accepted Jesus. They're the ones. They're the ones who are the pure in heart. Not the religious, not the good, not the holy, not the ones who've got it all wrapped up. Pure in heart, the ones who are just saying, I am done. So friends, the invitation. The invitation is to be honest with yourself about your inside life. Does your inside life match your outside life? Are they the same? Are they different? Do you need to confess that there's things internally that you cannot solve on your own? You are so distorted that you're unable to rectify the mess. 
it, in that moment of recognition, that is the moment that Jesus comes and his kingdom meets us. Sinners saved by grace. I love that line. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, would you have mercy on us? May we realize that we are sinners saved by grace and the purity of heart does not come in what we do. It's what you have done. May we know that purity of heart. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, until next time, grace and peace. Have a wonderful week and I can't wait to hang out again with you soon. Grace and peace. Thank you.